The Rights to Ricky Sanchez podcast is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Sign up for DraftKings Sportsbook using promo code RTRS. On the show today, this was an unplanned podcast. We hadn't planned on doing one until after the game on Monday, but the last 10 years have been full of little surprises. Today's is that Joel Embiid has a fracture in his face and a mild concussion and is out at least five days and perhaps more as the Sixers are on the verge of their second round series with the Miami Heat. Without any further ado, Amos and the Chef. Oh boy, I am Spike and that is Mike and this is the Right Streaky Sanchez podcast. I got a text from Mike O'Connor the night of game six and it was, I guess Embiid did a quick little conversation with the national TV staff after the game and mentioned his face, but Mike said, uh oh, and he said his face looks really puffy. And he said, I, I wonder if he broke the same thing he broke in his face before. And then we are just fucking sidelined or sidelined, like just out of nowhere, the Shams tweet. I just was not expecting it, wasn't thinking about it, that Embiid has a, a broken orbital bone and a mild concussion. We've had reports since then. John Clark had one this morning that they don't believe it needs surgery. And Ramona Shelbourne said the same thing. Even so, he's out five days with concussion protocol, which takes him through at least through game one, I assume. Um, Five days from when? Well, I would imagine since he got the con- from when he got the concussion. Okay, right. So that that definitely puts him through game one. Would allow the possibility for game two uh, yeah. with a, a broken bone in his face. I and it's I, and I, it's the other orbital bone. The, right. The first one he broke on Mark Helfoltz's shoulder. Mm-hmm. A couple years Mark Helfoltz's previously so-called injured shoulder. Right. That's right. That's right. Every, there's just so much history between. It. I feel like we're like on Star Trek, and it's like this is actually. I, I don't know, I'm not going to have a Star Trek specific, but it feels like a long running science fiction show where every yeah. little piece of a thing is has a historical and mythological yeah. significance. It's and like the Marvel led to this, universe. Which led to this, which led to that. Yeah. Um, I I feel so bad for Embiid. I just feel so bad for Embiid, who yeah, just got to be painful to for, for it you to know happen again. Like this. On, on one hand, you say, okay, here's this guy who 
is uh, is blessed with incredible skill, then takes that and turns that with his work ethic into an incredible career where he's one of the best basketball players in the world, makes millions of dollars, is married, has a, a, a you know, beautiful wife, beautiful child, you know, so on and so forth. And, uh, but at the same time, it just seems like he gets such bad fucking luck. Do you know what I'm saying? Like on one hand, his life is great. And on the other hand, you get to this position where you are, you have a chance and like this happens. I just feel so bad for him, you know? Yeah. I mean, every year this, something like this has happened. The only year he wasn't injured in the playoffs was the year that Ben was. And then Joel threatened to slap the shit out of shake in the bubble. Yeah. Um, which honestly, that would have been a great year for Joel to be injured. Would have been an ideal, rather than getting swept by the Celtics, like that would have been a nice time for it to happen. Instead, mm-hmm. it didn't. It happened every other year. Um, and these aren't injuries like, it's not like, up. Oh, it's the knee again, or it's the foot again, or it's the lower back again. That's just, he can't get, it's like, these are just very unfortunate injuries you get for playing that many minutes as hard as Joel plays. Um and guys, you know, targeting you with their elbow. Um, let's talk about this. We can talk about the Siakam part and the Doc part uh, in a bit. But yeah, I. It's just I feel I feel you feel bad for Embiid. You feel bad for ourselves uh, <laughs> as Sixers fans. There was a good day. Phil swept. Sixers advance. Eagles had a couple nice moves. Traded for AJ. Immediately, Phillies get no hit. And <laughs> and it's out for most of the series. Um, and at least initially, the Eagles were taking a backup center in the second round, uh, which is fine. The It's just really, it's a really unfortunate thing for a team that like couldn't, you know, couldn't get going with Ben out and then finally the Harden trade happened and it like coalesced a little bit and they don't have much time to bring it together and it was like can we get that hamstring right can his explosiveness come back Tobias was looking like a friggin you know troll and then finally everything like Harden seems like a little healthier Tobias is playing the best basketball of his Sixers life Maxie's confident in the shot. Embiid has the thumb, but like we can work through it. Matisse's vaccination status isn't going to matter going forward. And it's like, okay, we advance. Like this is a, a tough Miami team, but one that it seems they like could win. the Sixers can match up against really nicely and, and finally advance to the conference finals for the first, for the first time since 01. And then it's just like, fuck, man. What did any of us do to deserve this? It's it's brutal. Um, so you look at it. Let's let's talk about. I I don't blame. Like, should he have been in the game? Probably not. Yeah, probably but not in the cold. On the pod, not. but on the pod, we were saying they've blown leads. Like, I I just I can't. There's so many things to blame Doc Rivers for, and just like it happening right before he probably would have come out anyway in a game. I just totally. I can't. I can't. I'm not. I'm not blaming him so much, but you can look at it in the cold light of day and be like, 
probably didn't need to be in there up 29 with with four under four to go and it was getting chippy i i said it on the last pod the kind of thing of like well you just fucking close it out and let's not take mm-hmm. any chances and blah 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 but you can leave everybody else in and take joel out but these are the kinds of things you run the risk of i mean it, this obviously could have happened in the first quarter of any game and it's just like whatever but it's it's another in a long line of examples of how fragile this thing is of how when you have an opportunity you got to be like as careful with it as possible um he probably shouldn't have been in i'm not gonna blame him that much but like you can you can look at it and go like well he didn't you know things were starting to get chippy after the airplane and people were pissed and i i just it's just it's 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 unfortunate uh, 99 times out of a thousand of a, i don't want to say 99 times out of a thousand wow that's, that's a terrible percentage that's a few yeah. it's a few odds not that really good but uh, most of the time it would have been fine and he's just okay and he keeps him moving and they take it out take him out with like 330 to go and it's nothing he just happened to catch an elbow from a guy that was pissed off and uh that was definitely trying to get physical did he want to like injure him no i don't think siakam would injure him i think he's a friend of his i think they're like respect each other they both play tough but like there was an elbow he threw an elbow intentionally in game and how many times has joel done that and gotten like a flagrant foul foul call and like retribution from like you know all this scolding from announcers and and fans and everybody being pissed and like there wasn't even this was, the foul was on joel on the floor and they they overturned it to be like look calling it a flagrant wouldn't have made a difference but i Doesn't i matter. get such I, I have such an issue with with flagrant foul calls in the system it's just such it's so inane it's wildly stupid um and nonsensical and for one we're like it's this was a very clear flagrant call they didn't even call it a flagrant and now he's out for most of the series anyway it, i it wouldn't have made a difference whatsoever but it's just another example of how stupid officiating is um, yeah, it, like yeah, it it just doesn't matter. It, it and, and no, it to your point, matter. like take away take away the the foul call part of it. Like and B throws out like it's it's basketball, right? I, and and unless unless Siakam did something explicitly, you've seen we've all seen explicitly dirty stuff, and then we've seen rough basketball stuff, and I think this falls into the second. Um, the second one. And I don't, you know, like I personally, personally don't give a shit. Like I don't need to go find the Raptors broadcast to find out what they said to like shame them. I, I understand we're all frustrated, right? You want to find some fucking Raptors fan who tweeted the good, you know, like I don't, none of this matters. What matters is that he's going to miss at least miss part of the Miami series, potentially more, seems like more, you know, feels like more. Uh, at a certain point, you have to protect Embiid, you know, his, his, the future of his fucking face, you know, I, I don't know the, the severity of the injury, but broken orbital bone sounds fucking terrible, you know, a concussion and orbital bone sounds terrible for a guy who already has torn ligaments in his thumb. It's just, uh, <laughs> I don't know. No, it sucks. I, I think yeah. everyone's just going through their own version of grief of yeah. this, of like anger and, and frustration and going like, well, maybe it could have been this. And if this had been prevented, blah, blah, blah. But just like, this just fucking sucks. And everybody's going through it in their own way. And I, I can't fault people for being pissed off at Raptors fans who were just like fucking weird the whole series. 
like just mostly very bizarre. Um, yeah, I mean, going forward, we are in the Greg Monroe world once again. Here we are. <laughs> Except it's B-Ball Paul. So well, I the don't fouls think might be a, be a problem. Might be a problem. <laughs> Maybe now the fouls right. will be a problem, absolutely. I think Doc's going to yeah. start DeAndre. I think it's. I think he's going to start DeAndre Jordan. Well, let's and, hold on. Before we get to the Miami series okay. itself, I did look at um, the odds went from, you know, we talked about the odds on DraftKings before the injury. And I think the, the Heat were, what, minus 160 or something like that. And the Sixers were plus 125 to win the series. So it's the Heat are clearly... The, the odds makers do think that Embiid's missing significant time. So uh, the Celtics, or rather the Heat, are minus 390. The Sixers are plus 295 to win the series. And then the championship odds, the Sixers are the worst available at plus 3,000. And uh, to win the conference, they are plus 1,100. Um, Celtics at plus 125, Heat at plus 160. Um if you sign up for DraftKings using RTRS, which is our promo code, bet five bucks on any team to win, maybe even the Sixers, and get 150 bucks in free bets if they do. The uh, DraftKings is an official sports betting partner of the NBA. And we will have our same game parlays, which, oh my God, maybe we'll get a B-Ball Paul one, the same game parlay. Anyway, um, and if you, you place the same game parlay with three or more legs, you get a free bet to back it up, uh, up to 25 bucks. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code RTRS. Bet five bucks on any NBA team to win their game. Get 150 bucks in free bets if they do. That's promo code RTRS. Only a DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. You think he's going to start Jordan, huh? Well, because... Yeah. Pa- oh. Jesus Christ, I can't I believe think, we're going to start think, DeAndre Jordan a fucking playoff game. So, I think 100% this, they're going to start DeAndre Jordan. I, I feel like I, I just, wildly I can't confident. can't believe it. Oh my God. And we're doing the podcast now before there's any, you know, Doc oh. hasn't spoken to the media or anything, so maybe, maybe it changes. But right now it seems like he doesn't oh. trust B-Ball Paul to not foul. He might be right, like in that sense. I would rather, I would rather start Charles Bassey, but I'm clear if he's healthy <laughs> what is going and on? Doc doesn't particularly like him anyway it seems um there's a chance we see some Millsap just to stretch the floor a little bit but oh god i can't believe I'm you're sure, saying I'm these sure things they'll try to go loud. to some like small ball lineup with tobias and oh niang god. and matisse and stuff it's <laughs> not good like it's not good you're saying these it isn't good there's not i like in this case there isn't a good option no there just isn't because b-ball paul god love him is gonna foul too much to play more than 25 minutes a game yeah, he's going to, and I love him for. It. And it's not and a lot of it's not his fault. It's because the refs are prejudiced against weirdness. But yeah, it's not it's not good. Uh, and let's just say Andre Drummond, who we talked about uh, last podcast, is bad still and was unplayable in the playoffs. And maybe it would be better to have him than the other options here. You're. Your situation, your uh, DeAndre Jordan situation. We got a B-Ball Paul tweet up here. If I act a little <laughs> distant, it's because I'm focused on the green. I get that. <laughs> Me too, B-Ball. <laughs> but yeah, I think I think We're it's gonna be a it. it's gonna be a compilation of just weird, bad options. There's there's not a there's not good. And and the, and the thing that 
We started this, by the way, we, we started this, you know, 10 years ago with the attempt to, you know, build a champ. This is the way to build a championship. And we've done podcasts like, yeah, Greg Monroe was out of the league. He's starting at center. Oh, DeAndre Jordan should be out of the league. He's starting at center. Oh, Paul Millsap. Yeah. The Nets didn't even put him on the court for two months. He's going to play some center. Yeah, he will. <laughs> what the fuck are we? Yeah. B-ball Paul played 300 minutes all season. He's yeah. going to play center. Oh my That's God. Right. And I get and the idea. Here. I think Daryl might've said this, whether it was on our podcast when we had him on or, or something, I forget. But like the idea of being like, hey, a backup center, is it's not that important backing up your best player. Like if he's out, you're probably screwed <laughs> anyway. But this is the kind of situation where, well, he's not out for the year. We don't he think. He could come back at some point. When As soon as it happened... And I just, I was taking the trash out and it was like, it took me like 45 minutes to take the trash out. So I was just looking at my phone and just like leaning against the wall (laughs) and just like sitting down. It was a really long (laughs) trash situation. Um, And I, I got a sort of bolt of clarity that I think what's going to happen is he will rush back for game four. Which means to me, they have to win one of the first three. They have to. I Which almost think they have me, to honestly, win game. They kind of have to win game one. Yeah, game one. Yeah, because if they can steal game one, mm-hmm. and then even if they lose the next two, I think MB comes back game four, and maybe he's wearing the mask. Fan of the process once again. Get the old artifact that Justice Winslow stepped on in the previous Miami series. Um, I think they would be able to, depending on how healthy he is, survive it. But that's it's a tough uh, putt. This is a tough putt. It's it's very difficult. To your point about game one, I think emotionally you would hope. Well, okay, they they still game one emotionally, you talk yourself into as a team. All right, now we're in position to extend this series long enough for Joel to come back. I think also you hope that emotionally the Sixers come into game one not defeated, but with the you know, the attitude of AU's ridiculous uh, post this morning that predicted the Sixers will win in six because AU is not a coward. And, and, you know, it's very, it's very, uh, very internet brain uh, (laughs) post from AU, but I love it. But hopefully they come into it and they're just like, you know, they, they, uh, wrap their arms around that the underdog thing and and try to get that first game but if they get obliterated in that first game you know then that is that's crushing you know they're down 3-0 obviously i don't even think you can bring Embiid back for the fourth game yeah i don't know i don't i don't know if they would or not i could see a world where they go down 2-0 and then home to philadelphia Embiid rings the bell game 3 and <laughs> We're just then maybe doing you get steal one reruns there. Just, just rerun. doing reruns. It works. Yeah. Um, maybe you can steal one, but yeah, it'd be, it'd be really nice to steal game one and just have a little bit of like, okay, we can breathe for a second. But it's tough. I mean, it's Miami's a fucking good team. They're the best team in the East in the regular season for a reason. And the Sixers have never been good without Joel Embiid. But now it becomes like, hey, James Harden, any got any more, got any more juice in that? I can see the little the little uh, Capri Sun is pretty squished down to the bottom. Can you just wring a little more juice out of that thing, bud? Just a little bit of maybe. Of, uh, just get uh, and then Maxi has to be yeah not not a not a child. Um, 
which is tough because he's he's so young and inexperienced and has been great and was and kicked ass in in game six but need him to be like wildly consistent and Tobias has to keep being Tobias. And I'm worried that Tobias is going to be like time for my post-ups. Let's go back. Toby time. Like, I hope it, I hope it's not, I really <laughs> hope it's not, I really hope Toby it's not time. Tobias. Like we, we really got, we've got to such a good place, bud. we really did. We really did. So I'm worried that he's going to be like, I'm going to, it's time for me to like try to move PJ Tucker in the post. I'm just going to like <laughs> back into this brick wall a couple times. Um, and then take a contested 16 footer. But how uh, many cortisone shots do you think they could put into Harden's hamstring? Just like three a game. Maybe. Whatever it takes. Yeah. Whatever it takes. They have the money. <laughs> they can afford it. <laughs> um, and then the other thing, like, look, the series is a series. I think the I it makes sense to do the thing being like, you gotta protect Joel Joel long term. You gotta make sure he's okay. You gotta make sure there's no further injury. I obviously don't fucking know what further injury orbital bone shit is. I think we had my dad on who's an optometrist last time. Joel broke his orbital bone. And for, look, I love my dad. One of the most boring podcasts anyone's ever done. <laughs> he was particularly like medical, verbose, I think. Here's medical yeah. stuff. Like, I don't fucking care. Um, <laughs> like his eye can cave in. I yeah. guess that's bad. It seems, seems like, like it's less bad, bad because he doesn't have to have surgery on it, which he did the, the last time. I don't know. I don't know. The other thing I was talking to, so I get the idea of like wanting to protect him, but also it's like, you just know, you just never, this is the best year of Embiid's career. He had the best season of his career. He's in his prime. He is a thumb and and a face are important, but they're not as important as a lower back and uh, knees and a feet kind of thing. And it seems like Embiid in those areas are, is doing, you don't think face and eye would be up there. (laughs) I don't super important. No, I don't. Depth perception. I, think a, I mean, look, it's all important. I'm not saying it's not important. I'm just saying, like, yeah. on the on the ranking of of like injuries you don't want your seven foot two center to have, I would put them behind any lower body injury, and even a back thing, which he's obviously struggled with before. So I I feel I don't know. I'm just bargaining right now. Um, <laughs> so, but I, but what, the point I'm trying to make is like, and I'm I'm sure Embiid feels this also. Like, you just don't know how long this thing's gonna go. Like his career, his his prime, him feeling in good shape, him playing at this high of a level. And I'm not saying to like throw him out there if he's injured or whatever, but like there is a time where Embiid, if he's like, if he's fine enough and he feels like he's ready to do it, like I think he feels the idea that if I can go, I'm going to go. Sure. And there's And that will be a little bit of, maybe it will be a little bit reckless. Maybe it would possibly re-injure whatever it is. But then you have a whole offseason to figure it out and and get him healthy and stuff. I think he's going to be like, he's finally got a guy who can dribble and shoot. He's got two guys who can dribble and shoot now. Let's capitalize on that. He's playing MVP level. It it, it would be hard. It would hard. It would be hard for me as the medical staff or the decision maker to be like, if Joel feels good enough, like, yeah. let's you throw a little bit of caution into the wind. And maybe yeah. I wouldn't have said that years ago, but now it's like. We he wants to he we, I want this for Joel I want this for us like if he feels good enough to go I think he let him go. Well, let's hope they can steal game one. the uh, The line on that was bouncing between four and a half and four before the injury. I believe it's like nine now. Let me look. Yeah, six or six plus eight and a half. The other thing I was texting with Zoe about it, uh, and and he made the point that like if they lose the series now, 
it won't be damning evidence enough for Doc Rivers to no longer be here as a coach. I think Doc is gone. Unless they win a title of his own get to volition the or of I think the it's a combat I think it will be an agreement. I I just that's my vibe. It's been my vibe, by the way, since almost before the season that this is the last year he's going to be here. I just don't think he's going to be here next year. And I think if he can find a soft landing spot like with the Lakers, which would be hilarious to watch from afar, something like that will happen. I just, I sort of, my gut tells me he's not going to be here next year. Just gut. Yeah. Though. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Um, God, this fucking sucks. It's just, it's, it's always something. I just, it's always it, something. It's, they've literally ran out of stuff. So it's just yeah, like, redoing it. Yeah. Ooh, this is like the, you know, back when, when I watched sitcoms years ago, it was always the worst feeling when you think it's a new episode and it's one of those episodes, Seinfeld did this every once in a while where they just show like clips. Clip yeah. Like just a bunch of clips. I feel like we're in that part of it now. We're just yeah. like, which, by the way, I wish I wish we still did clip shows. You still get paid for it. You don't have to just. Oh, really? Yeah, it's the best. Wow. The editor just comes together with some with some clips of things. Here's some funny <laughs> things. You set like the very light story that like flashes you back. God. Yeah, uh, glory days. That would have been nice. Nice to get paid off of, off of that episode. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's this is just like being a Sixers fan. This is just like what it is to like travel through the desert. Wandering around Egypt, like our people, Jews and Sixers fans, we're all the same. We're all. <laughs> if you're a Sixers fan, you're an honorary Jew. Um, I'm declaring it. Um, and just like feeling like you're gonna step on a fucking weird nail in the desert, and be like, how could there be a nail here? We're in the desert, but you step on a nail, and then your your foot is bleeding everywhere, and now you can't play. And this metaphor holds up. Um, there, there are a lot of fan bases that feel like, woe is me. Oh, it's always us. It's always us. There is a very special co- collection of fucking awful yeah. storylines over the last nine years. The top of the top. There's, I, think, I think it's a combination of it's not just futility. There's obviously a lot of fan bases that are futility. And getting into the like mm-hmm. who's had it worst conversation is never super fun. But I think the combination of futility and like high level collapse and also just like devastating drama mm-hmm. that s- seems wildly unnecessary and sets you back, you know, many years and stuff. So we, we got all that. Um, it'd be really, it'd be really cool if they won the series. It'd be really cool if B-Ball Paul was just like, became just for a little bit, became like switchable Clint Capella. Like I know I, with Harden from like those years. Like I'm not saying like on offense, it's just screening, rolling, Harden, just like diagnosing everything and like getting easy lob dunks to be ball Paul. And then on defense, being able to switch and not have to play drop coverage the way Capella did, which, which Harden ended up getting frustrated by. It'd be really, really nice if that was the case. <sighs> it would be not a leap at all. Pretty Mike. unlikely. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I was say, not a leap at all for Bebo Paul to become no. a three switchable three point shooting Clint Capella. It sounds like he. Fucking, I wasn't even asking for threes. I'm not. Okay, I'm, I'm not right. pushing the envelope there. Okay. Just give me. Just uh, keep doing what he's doing on defense. I would start 
bargaining with the refs right now to be like, hey, just so you know, like, is there an assistant coach out there to go to the refs and be like, so he's weird. Here's some clips of him being weird. And I just need you to like not call all these fouls. Like just like some of them you don't have to. He's really good at like getting his hands in there. But like you just don't need to like he's an odd guy, whatever, whatever it's going to take to be like, eh, come on, please don't do that. Please don't call those fouls. Um, and then offensively, it's just going to be him and Harden like pick and roll, pick and roll. Maxi second side attack and then kick out to Toby and Danny for three. It'd be nice if they won a game. It'd be nice if they won game one. Yeah. It'd be nice. It'd be really nice. But, you know, not in a good place. Not in a good place. Tough, tough to be here. Tough for everybody. Sad for everybody. Sad for us. But this is what it's about, guys. This is what you signed up for. Believe it or not. This is what you signed up for. 10, 9, 8, 76. 76. This is new Philadelphia, same as the old Philadelphia. <laughs> we'll talk to you Monday night. Uh, I'm sorry we had to do an emergency podcast. They're Just be aware, they're never good. I uh, love Joel. You, I hope he's okay. I hope, yeah. he, I hope he's mentally okay and knows how much us friggin' freaks give a shit out about him. We'll talk to you Monday night. Are you done with TTP? Yeah. You know, like if you don't fuck with me, then I, then won't, I won't fuck, fuck with you. If you don't fuck with me, then I, then I won't, won't fuck, fuck with, you. with you. But if you fuck with me, I'm gonna fucking kill you! Thanks for playing.